This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, May 13th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Key Democrat cautions on taxes. Cultured meat submitted to regulators. And USDA using telework to fill research jobs. Democrats feeling the heat on taxes. Farm groups are getting the attention of House Democrats when it comes to President Joe Biden's proposals to expand the taxation of capital gains. The chairman of the House Ways and Means Subcommittee that handles tax policy, California Democrat Mike Thompson, said at the outset of the hearing yesterday that he's concerned about the impact of tax increases on farmers. As we consider some of the advantages that the tax code provides the wealthy, we also need to keep in mind how the tax system affects working small businesses and farm owners, said Thompson. He represents a wine-growing region north of San Francisco. If not crafted properly, inheritance taxes, quote, could do away with all family-owned businesses and family farms, he said at another point in the hearing. But Thompson gave little hint of how or even whether he would reshape Biden's particular proposal to tax appreciated gains at death. A witness at the hearing, former Treasury Department lawyer Hank Gutman, suggested to Thompson that family farms and small businesses should be allowed to defer taxes as long as they stay in operation. That's what Biden is proposing, according to USDA. Take note. Other options for increasing taxes on the wealthy won't be any more palatable to business owners or investors. UCLA tax expert Jason O, for example, called for taxing increases in asset values every year, a concept known as mark to market. Company eyes cultured chicken of the U.S. by year end. Upside Foods, formerly known as Memphis Meats, says it could have its first consumer product on American dinner plates by the end of the year. But the U.S. regulatory process will have the final say on just when that happens. A spokesperson for the company confirms to AgriPulse the company has a cultured chicken product before the Joint Department of Agriculture and Food and Drug Administration regulatory process. Upside is grateful for the, quote, thoughtfulness, speed, and openness that both agencies have demonstrated in this process, the spokesperson noted. The first regulatory approval of a cultured meat product anywhere in the world happened last year when Singapore approved some nuggets produced by San Francisco-based Eat Just. So far, no cultured meat products have been approved in the U.S. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. USTR, a lot of work still to be done for U.S.-U.K. Trade Pact. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai has been asked repeatedly for a time frame on the completion of a free trade agreement with the U.K., 
And yesterday, she told lawmakers that the deal won't be done soon. During a nearly three-hour Senate Finance Committee hearing, Ty stressed that while the U.S. and U.K. already completed five rounds of talks during the Trump administration, very critical issues are still open, and there's still quite a road to go there before the deal can be reached. Also of note, Ty promised Senator Chuck Grassley, the Iowa Republican, during the hearing that she'll confront Mexico's top trade official on the country's plan to ban glyphosate and GMO corn during the upcoming USMCA Trade Commission meeting. Take note, Ty will be on the hot seat on Capitol Hill again today for another hearing, this time before the House Ways and Means Committee. USDA, global oilseed use rising on continued Chinese demand. Global oilseed consumption is now expected to rise 3% in the 21-22 market a year, and that's primarily a result of China's voracious appetite for soybean imports, according to a new analysis from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. That demand will also boost world trade, says FAS, which noted that Chinese demand is projected to account for 60% of global soybean imports. China will be storing some of its soybeans it's importing, and that together with a forecast for rising production will contribute to moderately higher global supplies by the end of 21-22. This increase is coming as the market rebounds from current tight stocks, which have driven soybean prices to an eight-year high, according to FAS. ERS NIFA continue to replace workers. USDA's Economic Research Service and National Institute of Food and Agriculture, they're busy hiring new employees, although the agency's staffing is still well below where it was before the agencies were relocated to Kansas City. Shavanda Jacobs-Young, USDA's Acting Undersecretary for Research, Education, and Economics, told the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee yesterday that the two agencies now have 440 employees between them. That's down from 700 they had before the move. Since October 2019, ERS has brought on 179 employees and NIFA 96. Keep in mind, the Biden administration isn't going to move the two agencies back to D.C., but some new staff may not be located in either city. With telework capabilities more firmly established across our department, we now have flexibility to search out talent wherever it exists, a USDA spokesman said in a statement to AgriPulse. Broadband advocates raise speed requirements. Broadband advocates say the government needs to change its definition of broadband service to require download speeds of at least 100 megabits a second. Jim Stegman, CEO of Coast Quest Associates, a consulting firm, says 25 megabits per second download and 3 megabits per second upload speed for high-speed Internet is insufficient. Policymakers need to understand what it is that guides the benefits to the population, the benefits to the economy, and I don't think 25-3 is going to give us that benefit to the economy, he said on an NTCA Rural Broadband Association webinar yesterday. Critics say a 100 megabit per second requirement would set the bar too high. Here's today's He Said It. 
I've got some farmland in my district that sells for a million dollars an acre, so it's a little different than farmland in most places. That Representative Mike Thompson, a California Democrat who chairs House Ways and Means Committee's Select Revenue Measures Subcommittee. His district includes Napa County and part of Sonoma County. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, May 13th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.